Hey, Buzzheads, welcome to the 70s Buzz Podcast. I'm Curtis Tucker. And I'm Todd Wheeler, bringing you our memories, or lack thereof, of growing up in the 70s. We are not a history podcast. We just want you guys to know that. Sometimes we get things wrong, and if you listen to us long enough, you're going to be screaming at your device trying to give us the right answers. Listen up as we recount growing up in the Midwest and our unique experience. Go to 70sbuzz.com for more info and leave us your thoughts. Let us know if you guys have any show ideas, if you'd like us to uh, get you on as an advertiser. And don't forget, please leave us reviews on your favorite podcasting apps. Number you have dialed is not in service. What's sorry? Time. What? <laughs> what did he say? I can't understand him. Same, same thing he said last week. And the week before that. And the week before that. And the hundred weeks before that. Hello, everyone. Welcome hey, to the Japanese Buzz. Welcome to the show. Hey, did you see we got a, uh, a shout out from Josh on Josh. Facebook? Josh. Josh Damien said he just watched, or watched, he just listened to the episode, crap, what's it, what was it? Yeah. Uh, We've had a, several shout outs and then some emails, uh, Dave Ball, Dave, uh, um, is it Daniel? Daniel sent a couple... Yeah, so you guys keep sending those in as we have this awkward pause. Uh, <laughs> go to uh, iTunes, and you guys can leave us a, a review or comments there. But go ahead and please subscribe to our show. Supposedly, that's really going to help us out. And you can also subscribe on all the other uh, thingy-majigger bobbers out there. <laughs> you know, they're really cha- – oh, so they're really – iTunes is really getting ready to upgrade their – I uh, their uh, podcasting app, and so now you can add. I forgot we got to add our pictures. Oh, you, really? Now you can add pictures to everybody that's on the show. Oh, cool! So if you if you become a regular on our show, we'll add your picture to the uh, to the list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he just listened to the male heartthrobs episode. Ah, uh, he said thanks for putting the do run run in my head for weeks. Oh yeah, the do run. Let's do it again. The do run run run. The do run run. Uh, and then I, I, I responded, I said, don't you just love a good earworm? <laughs> this, the, the, the 70s Buzz podcast, we should have an earworm every week. Oh, that's how we ought to end the show with an earworm. Oh, heck, we're 100 shows in and we haven't done that. That's a, that would have been a good way to end the show every week. Yeah. A different earworm. Huh. Hmm. Oh, we can start now. Hmm. I think of it. What's a good earworm? Oh, one of these. One of these. Uh, one of these oh. uh, jingles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't think of which one would have a good uh, jingle. But, but wait, there's more. <laughs> hey, man, we'll be back big up later. <laughs> hey, man, I wonder if they can guess what the show's about by a couple oh, of those. Like those and uh, set it and forget it. And how about it chops, it dices, it slices, it, uh, it's got three blades. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to uh, talk about infomercials. Yeah, basically, we've done we've done an episode on '70s commercials, commercials but yes. this is a those 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 cheesy late night Saturday afternoon commercials that sold what what I in the business when I was in the retail business we called it schlock schlock schlock. It's just kind of never heard. Of that. It just kind of 
filler. It's just stuff you put on the shelves to sell. Oh. And that's that's what these all these so so these infomercials are for things like slicers and dicers and music and uh and they all yeah and and, and uh yeah, pots and pans pot, and, and i think that's where it started was a uh, no stick pan was how the whole in the 60s infomercials actually started in the 1960s i think it was real estate oh really that's what i i think as far as products oh products yeah it, i think yeah, the first one was, or, or at least one of these ronco maybe one of the guys um I think his first was a Teflon pan. But. Um, in 1949-1950, the first infomercial was a... V- oh, that was that really long... Vitamix blender. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that's going to be tonight's show. We're going to kind of remind you of... Uh, Silly some of them I remember. Several of them I don't remember. Yeah. And then I think we ought to, uh, we ought to admit... To any of these that we actually purchased or got for Christmas, or um, so God, I can't think of any that I got. Oh, really? Bought. I got. There's a couple that I had. Really? So, I bet yeah. I know which. I bet I know one for sure. Uh, the first, what we would call the modern infomercial, ran in uh, on a San Diego TV station, KXE TV. Was actually, see, back in the day, there was a ban on commercial length. Ah. And so the first ones were down in San Diego, broadcast from a Mexican, ah. uh, Mexican uh, license. Uh, they use uh, the airways on a Mexican yeah. radio station, uh, and uh, they they played it in English to get around that. Mm. And then I believe it was early '80s. The FCC lifted the the time restrictions on commercials. Oh, and then all hell broke loose. Yeah. And then they went twenty four seven on uh, QVC. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and now it's like a what nine billion dollar a year industry or something. Gazil- I think it's up to a gazillion. Now. Gazillion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and like I was telling you earlier, my kids when they were little, they would they just I don't know. It was like they were hypnotized watching these silly infomercials about stuff that they had no interest in. Yeah, pots and pans and stuff. Well, and going, that's why? why QVC became so popular. People just. My grandma used to watch the Weather Channel. I mean, sometimes you just <laughs> sometimes you just get fixed on a channel, and you just. I don't. I don't know. I just. I guess. I don't. Know. I guess. You know, I mean, some people listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this is all fairly cheesy 1970s products, and why would we talk about cheesy 1970s products, Mister Wheeler? Because it was the greatest decade known to man. <laughs> just broke everyone's radio kabam so um so do we want to jump in with uh so you didn't you don't remember using any of these huh i don't i'm I mean, not sure what you have on your list though so we'll have to see um well i know i didn't use the chopomatic. i know i didn't use a dialomatic. i know i didn't use the Believe it or not, the Ronco Pocket Fisherman. The Smile-O-Matic, the Kyle-O-Matic, <laughs> the Wham-O-Matic, and the Matic. <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? Okay, so I'm, I'll start out with the one that I used. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know which company I got it from because both. So so basically what we're talking about almost... The Bedazzler? No, I would say... I don't think that was 70s. Was it? You got that on your list? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, my thought is about 90% of what we're going to talk about came from two two companies, either Ronco or KTEL. Yeah. yeah, so so Ronco and KTEL were both fighting over this product, and it was 
the bottle cutter. <gasps> Forgot you, about you the never, bottle cutter. You never had yes, a bottle cutter? Yes, I did have a bottle cutter. Okay. The damn thing didn't work half the damn time. Yeah, it seems like every time it you broke, you know, had to tap the bottle and it would break, and it's, it was like this always this one spot. <laughs> yeah. That was really sharp and yeah, jaggedy, and, and so you had to get the your sandpaper or whatever, and just really, and you never could get that. No, but I think we used to cut. I don't know what bottles we used, but I just remember cutting the bottom of the bottle off, and I think putting candles in them, and we were basically making candle holders. Yeah, as, as in the seventies as kids, yeah. but that was the one, the one that I remember using the most, and it was I, I you know, it wasn't the best, but it was kind of cool how you could just remember the little little wheel the little mm-hmm. sharp wheel and you just keep spinning the bottle no, no it was i remember was it was the bottle horizontal or vertical uh, see i don't remember i remember it being vertical like I, you had to push it up against yeah thing. for some reason i kind of remember and it being had, vertical too i think it had two wheels was it had two cutting wheels or one cutting wheel probably two, i think two and you yeah you had, yeah and then one, yeah once you started getting it but it never like cut through it just it just cut a line, right. and then when you tapped it, it broke right. right on that line, except for that one damn spot. Yeah, which it yeah it never did work. Yeah, but and I think depending on what kind of a bottle you had, uh, and I don't again I I was I'm trying to think of what bottles we might have used because they were it seems like they were Pop like well, no we were using like they were colored like dark brown bottles and so I don't I'm trying to yeah but they were bigger big enough to put like a bigger candle in hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. They could have been jar. Who knows? I yeah. don't know. Bedazzler first appeared in the 1970s. Really? The yep. Bedazzler did? Yep. And who was that? Bedazzler was K-Tel. K-Tel. But Ronco had the Ronco Rhinestone Stud Setter, which was his version. So okay. I'm, so, I'm sure they went head-to-head, but I just remember the Bedazzler. And then it came back out again. Uh, oh, maybe that's what I yeah, remember. Yeah. It had a re re Resurgence? Resurgence. 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 Just here just recently. Yeah. So do you have any info on Ronco over there? On Mr. Ron himself, yeah, um, I know he was. Um, his parents put him up for adoption. <laughs> really? Yeah, when he was young, because he uh, kept trying to sell him shit. <laughs> well, you know, I don't really remember. I don't. I didn't come across why. But then he wound up uh, living with his grandparents in Chicago, and um, it was I think him and his brother. And the way they, the way the commercial thing started was they were doing the that. Chopomatic. I think that was like the first thing that they did. Now his, it, but he went back to Chicago. He lived with his grandparents in Florida. Went back to Chicago when he was a little older to be with his father, and his father was an inventor. And I'm doing this off memory, folks. So uh, they uh, they would go out to these markets and stuff. He he made so much money selling these Chopomatics. He was making thousands of dollars a week. Back in the 60s, he was making so much money. The problem they were having was people wanted just, just to come watch him because, you know, it was kind of a show, uh-huh. you know, like they do at the fairs and stuff uh-huh. now. But they were running out of vegetables to chop. Oh, really? They could only chop so many, and they would, they would run out. So he got the bright idea of recording it, uh-huh. a video recording it. And it's like, hey, I could sell this recording stuff, and then that's – that's where it kind of took off. So his and his name was Ron. So Ron. basically, Ron Co. is Ron Company. Ron Popeil. Yeah. So and then KTEL was founded by Philip and I'm gonna Kives. I'm gonna say Keeves. 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 Keeves
but uh, our friend up in Canada will definitely let us know oh. how, how wrong we are on that. Um, but he, uh, he was a young salesman as well, went door-to-door selling cookware and uh, stuff to department stores, became a pitch man on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, and went off and uh, invented KTEL in the 60s. And uh, What was KTEL's big stuff? Well, their biggest thing, which is another item I owned, and I don't, I, I'm, I'm a little uh, spit it out. So record, records, albums. Oh, was it the compilation album? Yeah, the compilation oh, yes, albums. Yes. Now, now, did they? I think those were those were advertised on TV. Yep. Otherwise, how would yep. I would have known? Right. Okay, no. so um, yeah, so a whole bunch of them. So I went. I remember having one specific one. But in my mind, I just I didn't know which one it was. So I went on a search, and I actually found the exact uh, album that I owned. Wow. It was, uh, and I don't have it in front of me. I think it was 77. 77. It was called uh, KTEL Music Machine. And on the cover, it had Roby the Robot from Lost in Space oh, wow. in the middle of the album and these huge speakers behind him. Uh-huh. And I, I remember, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, I had that album. Okay, so here's who was on that album. 77. 77. I just want to be your everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy oh, no, that's Andy. Andy. Uh, Keep It Coming, Love, KC. Keep it coming. Oh, we're gonna, there's, oh, here's some earworms right now. Here they come. Don't, don't Give Up On Us. Don't Give Up On Us, David baby. Soul. Uh, Do You Want to Make Love, uh, Peter McCann. Uh, Hotline with the Silvers. Hot, oh. Got to give it up, Marvin Gaye. You don't have to be a star, Marilyn McCoo and you Billy Davis Jr. Play that funky music. Play that funky music. Watch Cherry. Gonna fly now. Oh yeah. Bill Conti, Dancing Queen. <laughs> Abba. It had Beth on it. Oh, from Beth, Kiss. I hear you calling. Um, Blinded by the light. Blinded by Manford the Man. Light. Car wash. I used to love turning up car, car wash. wash. Uh, Lucille with uh, Kenny Rogers. Oh. I like dreaming. I like dreaming. Kenny Nolan. Because dreaming can make you mine. Little Elton John with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Even threw some Alice Cooper on there. You and me, babe. Oh, wow. You and me. Uh, And then uh, Feels Like the First Time Foreigner. Oh, that feels was a, like that's the hardest song on there. That was rocking a song on there. Yeah. It was was kind of like they took everybody's. Easy listening song. Yeah, it was it was disco-y and easy listening. But that, yeah, lo- I mean, what was cool about that was, what's funny now is people make these playlists mm-hmm. on iTunes mm-hmm. and and Spotify. We they were making them for you know we and we'd make them on cassette, but we had uh-huh. to you had to push the button at the right time when the radio came on to right. try to you know and you always uh, miss yeah. the first three yeah. seconds of yes. the song. Yes, until KTEL came out and then they gave you a playlist album and that's yeah so anyway yeah I, I definitely had that album right there i remember playing it all the time compilation albums those are great yeah so k so ktel was famous for many many albums um he kind of he i think he was kind of the guy that started that whole and now they call him uh what are they they've been going on for like 30 years now that's the music now or yeah uh, they take the top yeah yeah yeah, he was doing it back then in, in the seventy. I think he was even. I don't know if he did any sixties albums or it was all seventies. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so he had a thing called KTEL Music. And uh, that's, it was called, and then he started one called KTEL Stars. It was for kids where they'd take 70s and 80s mm. um, and put songs together for the kids. So yeah, now they call that Kid Bop. Yep. Kid yep. Bop. His idea yeah. was to cram some 20 to 25 songs on one LP. And uh, were they sung by kids? No, no, these are oh, oh, the kid stars. Um, those I'm not sure. I don't, th- I think they were real songs, maybe, maybe not. Huh. Uh, yeah, and he offered them um, so, so it was costing kids 45, it cost them 69 cents for a 45, and he was putting 20 to 25 songs on an album for 4.99. Huh. So, uh, yeah, so that's why a lot of kids were buying the uh, KTEL albums, which I bought as well. I don't know, have no idea where I got it or how I got it. I don't know if I got it for a Christmas present or if I ordered it online or if it happened to have... You didn't order it online. (laughs) Well, I mean, through the phone, I guess. Um, Or they could have had it like at Woolco. Yeah, yeah. Seems like Woolco had some of that as seen on TV stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going through some of these old videos, and there are a lot of Woolworth Woolco. Yeah. You can buy this product at Woolworth Woolco. Wackers. Wackers. Anybody out there remember Woolco and Wackers? Was Wackers a national thing? I think it was regional. Yeah, because I. It was bigger than Enid, but yeah, but I think it was South Texas. I mean, it was Texas, Oklahoma, probably Arkansas. Pardon me. Yeah, so let us know if you guys are out there, if you if your town had a Woolco or a Wackers. And we even had, which it was, you know, Otasco, which was Oklahoma Tire and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. So I doubt they had, uh, too many people are going to have, a, unless you lived in Oklahoma, are going to have an Otasco. Right. But we had TG&Y. Yeah. Uh, so. And speaking of more local things, you know, I was talking to uh, Kip and the guys last night, and actually that's where I got... They give, I come in, they're like, hey, you should guy, you guys should do infomercials. I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. Ah. And then they got off on our local stuff like uh, Linda Soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Uh, and all those, which, you know, 90% of our listeners aren't going to know who Linda oh, Soundtrack yeah. was. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had, and do you remember the old man and woman that sold at uh, Trust House Jewelers? Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Boy, heavy makeup lady. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, when he started out, because what they did was is they sponsored a whole show uh-huh. at late night. Late night, and weekend. during the commercials, they were the commercial. Yeah. And he started out with a really hot, young sidekick. Oh, really? And these were live. These were live. Well, I guess the wife saw that. She goes down there to the studio and says, right, you need to leave, Missy. And then she turned around and sat down in the chair oh, and she never left. She was not and easy they, on the eyes. Yeah, and they were there for years. Yeah, Trust House Jewelers, yeah. And remember, then there was Jude and Jody. And, <laughs> yeah. You remember the cowboy that sold jewelry? The real laid-back cowboy? It uh, wasn't credit jewelry. Was it credit jewelry? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you may not have the best credit, but you can get yeah. some jewelry. Remember that you guy? remember the claymation insurance company oh, cowboy tall paul, tall tall paul. paul. Yeah. yeah tall paul beat insurance <laughs> okay, uh, our local commercials yeah. yeah okay so here's a ktel item that i'd never heard of but i wish it was still out there which it could be what's that do you ever remember the ktel bigfoot slip-ons 
Oh, I think I sort of do. The kids would put them on and go out in the snow, and for four ninety nine, you could leave Bigfoot footprints in the snow. They weren't furry, were they? No. Oh, okay. They were kind of plasticky, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't remember those. I don't. I, I didn't. I don't think I ever heard of them. But that was so. A lot of the my list has got a lot of KTEL items on it. So well, that's probably good because I, I wasn't. I was heavy into the Rumpel Peel. Okay, he's well, still I, alive, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. KTEL died. Yeah. Here a while back, but uh, what else you got? Uh, well, the the food chopper was the big for both of them. Um, KTEL had the Blitz Hacker, and it was the one came in three parts, easy to clean, six stainless steel blades, crushes ice, minces, crushes, and then he and then chopping up onion. Remember, I, they have the they showed the camera from oh, underneath below. where they're chopping up onions. Yeah. Uh, leave your tears, tears of joy when chopping onions, and then they'd put. I like the part where they'd put uh, like some lettuce and tomato uh, and throw some turkey on top of it and make a turkey salad turkey real quick. Skin, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Watched, I watched a video last night. This guy, you know how you get off on these YouTube oh, yeah. rabbit hole things? Uh, there was a, it was a modern video, and he was comparing the, uh, the 2019 version, a 2000 version. Of what, these food choppers? Of the chopper mats and an old an old Chopomatic, and it wasn't. And it wasn't like a new version of that one. It was an old. It was, well, it would have been 40, 50 years old. So maybe, yeah, I guess it would have been. And um, that ain't the old Chopomatic. He, he, there wasn't much to it. Three, three pieces. I it, mean, it chopped just as good as the new stuff. And he, you know, he's like said, you know, this thing's the blades are probably kind of dull because it wasn't like it'd been new in a box somewhere. It had been used, huh. and it still worked great. Uh, man. Now here's here's a scary one. I think I don't know that my mom used this one exactly, but my mom used a version of this. So at some point in the '70s, when it came time to cut hair, oh. I was I lived with a single mom. <laughs> she worked two jobs, you know. So we didn't have like I never felt like I was poor, but right. we we didn't have tons of money. So I don't think I was ever well until. Sometime in high school, I was never sent to a barber shop. Right. Mom always cut our hair. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? And and the, so KTEL had one called the Hair Magician, but I don't think my mom bought the Hair Magician because the way that it it kind of looked like a a mini comb, but it's like a comb that had a razor blade stuck in the middle of it. So so like the 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 fingers the fingers of the teeth teeth would go through your hair and then as you got deeper you could put different deepnesses on and then when the razor blade would catch your hair it would kind of layer or feather your hair as you drug it down your head i remember my mom having one that was almost it was kind of roundish and it had like little teeth on it and then there was a razor blade and i just remember her scraping my head and i'd be like mom you're gonna chop my ear off and that's how she would cut our hair but I don't think she had the KTEL one, but the KTEL one for two ninety nine, you could get your hair cut. Two interchangeable heads, a small comb, razor blade, uh, in just minutes. Wow. Yeah, but I so I remember my mom cutting our hair with the uh, one I, of those things. I remember my mother had a uh, uh, a real one. I mean, like a heavy duty metal one. I can't remember what she used it for. You know, because she was a beautician for a uh-huh. while. She had one, and it the blade you could you could interchange the blade and replace the blade. But that it did some weird, t- yeah, it did some weird. Yeah, I don't like, know. Not like a rat, 
Yeah, I don't know how this thing would have worked. I, I don't know how it cut the length of your hair, but I I don't know. Anyway, Sounds like it would tear up your hair. Yeah, and I think it did. I think if the blade got a little bit dull, I think that's what happened is start pulling. She and- never put a new blade in, and I could it just you could just feel it scrape. I, I, I to this day I can remember Ugh. it scraping my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yikes. So. I mean, how much was a barber back then? You know, I grew up, when I was little bitty, my dad cut my hair. And then mom started cutting my hair. And I didn't get, I was in high school before I had my hair cut. Matter of fact. Well, I was too. Yeah, I didn't go to a, I went to a, my mom's beautician. I started going to her in late high school. Yeah. Before I ever really got my hair. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I was in, I was in junior high because I had to get my, my hair done for my brother's funeral. Oh, yeah, and there for a while we just never cut our hair. I mean, no, no. We, you know, we had we had long hair, rock and roll band hair. Heck yeah, man! Heck yeah, man! Oh, when I had hair. Speaking of hair, do you do you ever see the hairspray the commercials where they'd spray your hair, the balding area of your hair? And, was that in the seventies though? Uh, I don't think so. No. Yeah, yeah, it, it sprays the little dark. You could yeah. get it to match your hair color. Well, and, yeah, it's like hair in a hair in a can. Yeah, but it was like little fibers. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. they still do that today. They still yeah. sell it today. Oh yeah, yeah, new versions of it. It's, I was gonna say it's improved. <laughs> new and improved. A lot of times that new and improved stuff was just a new label on the can. Oh yeah, yeah, it's marketing. Yeah, marketing. It's all about marketing. So you mentioned it earlier. The Popeil Pocket Fisherman. Oh yeah, that was big. So I what I oh so I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching something today while researching this, and he said, "You don't buy." Oh, because real fishermen were dogging on it because you could. They they said you couldn't really catch a fish with it, and Ron said, "You don't buy a pocket fisherman to fish with. You buy it to give." <laughs> marketing that was the whole point of their crap you didn't buy it to use it you bought it because you needed something cheap to give as a gift yeah you bought it to give and they were they were 1999 were they really yeah they were one of the more expensive ones now, of- now they i i never used one but i think i remember being around people with them. i think they really worked i mean yeah. you were going to catch some big catfish but you could catch a little perch with them i think Oh, well, if you put a, a heavier test pound line, you could. Here, listen to this. Come on. It's the fishing invention of the century. There's never been anything like it. Popeil's Pocket Fisherman. Men, women, youngsters can cast almost like experts the very first time. Small enough to fit in glove compartment, backpack, any travel bag, or even in your pocket. And Pocket Fisherman's handle is its own mini tackle box. Flip up the special DuPont nylon rod and you're ready to Who fish Who wouldn't anytime. want one of those? You cool. catch big ones like this Listen. with heavy test line and your favorite lure and shock absorber. Pocket Fisherman is made with a smooth action Johnson spin casting reel filled with trilene xl line and boy does it catch fish it's the perfect outfit for casting in tight spots you can even hang it on your belt expert or amateur will love Fopeel's pocket fisherman it's rod reel line bobber hook the whole thing yes it's fishing fun for the whole family and only 1995 wow what a gift and they're still <laughs> they're still selling millions of them today. <laughs> the the there's a strap a wrist strap to go on it so you don't like lose uh-huh. it. I guess it was uh, as an extra cost. Oh, the strap was extra. <laughs> yeah, at the, end of the, at the end of the commercial it says uh, additional strap strap, strap extra uh, uh, available uh, additional strap or strap at additional charge. Uh, yeah, and they weren't. 
I mean, it wasn't like uh, it was well made. I remember them. They were pretty. They were uh, pretty solid. Pretty rugged. Because it had a it had a uh, a reel reel in it. Mm-hmm. And well, it said Johnson. Yeah, Johnson, Johnson reels reel. came with a ten pound test. If you test line, if you put a heavier test line in it, you could definitely catch bigger fish. So yeah. Don't be poo-pooing on the pocket fishermen, guys. Don't be. Yeah, like I said, they're still selling literally millions of them annually today, 40 years after the first commercial year wow. aired. Wow. Yeah. That'd be a good gift for my grandma. I wonder how much they are nowadays. They can't be more than $19.99. 20 bucks back in the 70s was a I lot know. of money. Well, I know. They Surely they didn't raise the price. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird how some stuff goes up and some stuff goes down, yeah. like TVs. TVs back in the day. Little bitty TVs were three, four, five hundred dollars, and and they must have targeted those commercials to everything we were watching because it it seems like we must have seen that commercial five million times. Mm-hmm. But there, I don't think there was anything bigger than in the seventies than infomercial wise than <laughs> the Ginsu knives. Oh yeah, it's yeah because you could chop up a tin can, you could cut a radiator hose. Let me pull up a commercial. But was it was it a tin can that they cut, or was it aluminum? I mean, I know they said tin, but... Oh, no, it was aluminum. Yeah, al- yeah. It was that lightweight aluminum. Yeah. Uh, uh, manufactured in Fremont, Ohio. Uh, the plant has since moved to Arkansas. The company and the cutlery were both originally called Quick Cut by Dial Media, a direct marketing company that was trying to sell them... Um, but they were doing it in a very bland way. They hired an advertising copywriter named Arthur Schiff to spice up their sales pitch. Schiff not only came up with a new name for the product, Ginsu, he also coined several phrases that are staples in infomercials today, such as, now how much would you pay? And act now and you'll receive... Remember at the end of the Uh Ginsu knives? Uh Order now and you'll receive... Six eight, eight houses <laughs> with four cars in the driveway. I don't think it was quite that loud. Yeah. Right? Um, his his pisse de la resistance was, but wait, there's, there's more. more. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, here we go. This is uh, Ginsu 1. In Japan, the hand can be used like a knife. But. This method doesn't work with a tomato. <laughs> That's why we use the Ginsu. It's a knife that no kitchen should be without. The oh, I remember that. Slice yeah, slice so that bread. Oh, yeah. It's it. like I just it seen that the other... I mean, it's like... I wonder if they're still on TV, because it seems like I still see those. The Ginsu is so sharp, it can cut through a tin can and still slice a tomato like this. It can chop wood I don't think I ever, and still remember I don't remember a double-sided sharp. knife. More, it's a knife did, now, that, now that is something we had. I think I did have Ginsu knives. Knife like this. Or a Ginsu a knife. It even comes with a matching fork to make carving a pleasure. <laughs> Wait, there's much, much more. We also want you to have this six-in-one kitchen tool. It peels and slivers carrots, peels potatoes, and slices paper-thin potato chips. This amazing little knife even grates carrots, grates cheese, and but makes wait. beautiful decorative vegetables. It's a potato peeler. you pay for all these items? Well, we'll even give you this set of six precision steak knives. The handles even match the Ginsu. That's crazy. That's crazy. You'll get this unique oh, spiral slicer. This, the potato spiral. Oh, spiral. yeah, I remember the spiral. Yeah. Have a beautiful garnish for your dinner table. Now, how much would you pay? 
you get the Ginsu knife, the matching carving fork, the versatile six-in-one kitchen tool, a set of six steak knives, and the spiral slicer. That's you four Christmas presents right there. Four or five. Fifty-year guarantee. Only nine ninety-five. Nine ninety-five. Oh, take my money! Shut up and take my money. Uh, the the original company that had it, Dial Media, they hired a local Japanese exchange exchange student to portray the chef. He is also uh, his karate chopping method of slicing the tomato became a kitschy classic. So, all this time until I researched this stuff, you know, this week, you thought it actually came from Japan. Exactly, <laughs> not even, not even close. I saw that, like, Ohio. It came from Ohio. Ohio, really? <laughs> the Ginsu knife, all the way from. Fremont, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man. But you notice they didn't say that. They didn't say made in America. Yeah. I don't think they did. No. I mean, I'm sure it did on the packaging, but in the commercials, I, they, they want I, don't, you know, th- I don't know that they'd want you to know it was no, made in America. No. They, yeah, back they, then. They want you to think it's some samurai, you know, special steel that was folded a thousand times. and Yeah. Now, no. here here's one I did. I don't know why. I don't remember it in the 70s but maybe i maybe it just i don't know why it seemed like it was later what's that the chia pet Chia. oh it was uh when did she it was go? it was oh, early yeah. 70s um but i i for some reason it seemed to me like it was later but um joseph pedot early 1970s he became aware of a small company in chicago that was selling chia seeds and they were losing money. Chia seeds. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize a plant was a chia plant. It's seeds. I didn't. Oh. Yeah. They, they're they the seeds that grow the little green hair-looking things. I didn't know that's where the chia, what the chia part of the chia pet was. Oh, yeah. Chia seeds. Oh. So anyway, that company was losing money. He bought the company and changed everything but the name. He came up with the idea of selling the seeds with a terracotta figure that uh, would sprout vegetation and become known as a chia pet. Padot, uh, also genius behind another infomercial, the clapper. Clap. Uh, he on. took an existing yeah. So anyway, so the yeah, so the chia pet. That that is so funny. What's that? Because last night, I kid you not. <laughs> last night on TV. I saw Donald Trump chia pet, or did I dream that? No, I, I'm, I swear it's yeah. not a chia pet, a chia head. It was, chia, but yeah, it was Donald Trump last night on I don't even know what channel I was watching. Wow, that's too funny. <laughs> I'm trying to find an old chia pet commercial here. Ch 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 chia. Everybody, everybody, sing it now. Ch 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 chia. Why can't I find an old one? How about the old uh, 1977? Thigh Master. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're still selling those. Chrissy Snow from Three's Company, Suzanne Summers, a.k.a. Suzanne Summers, uh, probably best known for getting down there on her back and squeezing those thighs yeah. with her Thigh Master. Driving all of us young men crazy. That's right. Uh, yeah, I bet they, they sold a bazillion of those Thigh Masters. Now, I remember families having Thigh Masters. I never had them. I don't think our family ever had them, but I remember going to somebody's house and... It, Try, over the trying court. it out. Yeah. Talk about a worthless exercise, though. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. this is this is not old, but this is what you said. Oh, is this a chia? I was gonna say I saw it. I just saw it last night. Oh, too funny. What are the odds that that came on last night and we're talking about? 
This world has gotten crazy. <laughs> I knew I'd seen that. I was like, a Donald Trump chia pet? Seriously? I wonder how much money Donald makes off that. Nah, you think they'd have to pay him something? Absolutely. You have, yeah, you can't use someone's likeness. I wonder. Permission. I can't believe that he that he would give his permission. Oh, whatever. It makes money. I. How much money could it really make compared to? Anyway, that's he, he weird. signed his name and he's going to get you know a couple hundred grand. That's crazy. Yeah, that's just crazy. Here's a here's an older Chia Pet commercial. Gotta have the one where they say it. Wow, mom got us a Chia Pet. Now, did you ever have a chia pet? I didn't either. The perfect combination. They grow together. Kids and chia The pottery that grows. So my question is, what do you do with it? What happens to it after? Do you have to keep watering it and it keeps growing, or does it die after a couple days? Or I, I don't know. See, I don't either. I wonder. I wonder how long they actually lasted. You don't. You don't. I wonder if they'd last forever if you kept watering them. I don't know. That's a good question. Anybody out there know? I I never had a chia pet, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So who had a chia pet, and what happened to it? And let us know how. Let us know how long you kept your chia pet alive. We'll see. We'll see if we can find out who had the longest living chia pet. Buzz at buzzheadmedia.com <laughs> or one of our messages there on uh, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. How about a toy called Crazy Catch? Do you remember Crazy Catch? Crazy Catch. So it had like this stick. And it had like a suction cup at the end of it, and then there was like a little a little hole that you could put your finger over, and there was a little ball that came with it, and you'd throw the ball, and you caught it with the with the suction thingy. Uh-uh. If you put your finger over the hole, it it once the ball hit the suction thingy, it, it would stick. And then if you kept your finger over the hole and pulled it back, and then as you let go, you'd move your finger off the hole, and it would release it, and then it, it'd go to your buddy. Oh, you threw it to somebody else. Yeah, you, you threw want, it to your buddy. Uh, so each one of you had a like a suction stick. Crazy. Uh, it's called Crazy Catch? Yeah, with Ks. Oh. K, crazy, and then must K, have been, Must have been a K-tail. Yeah, yeah, almost everything. Well, yeah, these next several are going to be K-tail. Let me see if I can pull that up here real quick. The uh, K-Tel Multi-Exerciser. Do you remember that one? Oh, that's the... Uh, no. It was the pulley system that you'd hook onto the doorknob oh, and yeah. <laughs> just sit there and lift your legs up and back and... There you go. Is this the catcher? The uh-huh. catch? Crazy catch? I haven't seen that. Oh, I love that. K-Tel's Crazy Catch. A really different way to toss and catch. Oh, it really To catch and hold the ball... Place your thumb over the air vent in the handle. To throw, simply lift your thumb. You can throw overhand, sidearm, underhand. It can be great fun. <laughs> it can be great fun. <laughs> For like 30 seconds. And then, why well, I guess just, why don't I just throw it to you and you catch it with your hands? Todd, you don't buy crazy catch to play with. You buy, you buy it, it to, to give, give it away. Exactly. <laughs> I stand corrected, Mr. Popeil. How about or Mr. What to say? How about the KTEL Patty Chef? Do you remember the Patty Chef? Uh, P a t t y Patty. P a t t i. So what you do is you take a like a pound of hamburger, and there was like this oh. big glass tube, plastic tube probably, yeah. and you drop 
a scoop full of hamburger meat. There, you'd put a piece of around paper black wax paper yeah and then drop some hamburger meat and then put the next piece of paper and then you get the plunger and it'd form a perfect round patty and i think you could get eight patties out of one tube well yeah depending on how big they were or how thick it looks introducing the amazing patty chef from ktel patty chef makes and stacks up to eight hamburger patties quickly and easily simply put one of the reusable plastic discs in the tube now put your fresh ground beef on the disc. plastic disc. drop in another disc then using the plunger, press the meat into uniform patty. Imagine, no more mess. I mean, no dang, that bus. works. Patty yeah, heck yeah. Easy to clean and effective. Patty Chef from KTEL. Wow, I think it was glass, actually. It looks very glassy. And then while you're there, look up the KTEL Streak Ball. S-T-R-E-E-K. Streak Ball. Does anybody remember the Streak Ball? What it was, was a hard plastic football where half of it lighted up and had lights in it. So when you'd throw it, the lights were like blinking, but if you ever got hit in the head, it would like kill you. S-T-R-E-E-K? S-T-R-E-E-K, streak ball. I'm not finding it. Huh. That's weird. K-Tel streak ball. Is that one word or two? Two. Hmm. Hang on. Um, Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Streak ball. Any, anybody out there have a streak ball? Ah, I found it. Introducing streak ball from K-Town. Oh yeah, I remember that. Goes down, I kind of remember it too. I don't think I had down. one. Streak ball's exclusive interior light glows as the ball is in motion. At night on the beach, I do remember day at the park, or any time in your own backyard, streak ball is great family fun. Streak ball with yep. exclusive light source, four ninety nine from KTEL. <laughs> with exclusive light force, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Battery's not included, though. I oh, can tell you that. Oh yeah, no, 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 never. Yeah, I remember that. I can't remember who had one. It must have been the Mankins, because they always had the cool stuff. You know, yeah, egg chairs and quadraphonic stereos and anything. Drum sets. Drum sets. <laughs> Giant PA systems. Yeah. <sighs> And then there was just another, the KTEL Salad Queen, the one that chopped up vegetables. It made, uh, you could use the julienne blade for potatoes. You could make coleslaw. Uh, it was so easy, even a child could use it with four cutting edges. The KTEL Salad Queen. Well, how did the poor child not, not hurt itself? Uh, it's that, it was that one where it had the crank wheel on it. And you'd turn the wheel. Four cutting blades. Secure base and it's ready to use. Treads oh, that's like the... Uh, Mountains of it, so fast and fine. Add color to your salad. Grab uh, a handful of radishes in only seconds. Great carrots without ever... I was trying to remember Paul Peel's version, what, what the name of it was. Tacos, pizza or salads, or even chocolate for baking. Change blades. Want to slice carrots? Just look at them fly. The fourth blade does all your fine grinding. Salad Queen will even crush ice. Amazing. You also Ooh. get this second machine. Ooh. Make French fries for the whole family. All uniformly cut that brown just right. Or healthy carrot sticks for munchies or salad. Interchange heads. Watch Much better potato. than the unhealthy carrot sticks. <laughs> Where's the peel? Unbelievable. Try it with eggs. One push here and egg salad here. You also get this safety bowl. An extra hand in the kitchen. Salad Queen. Two machines, all attachments and safety bowl. Everything. How much? $39.95. Hey, you're making a whole salad there, buddy. Wow. Yeah, you could sell those at uh, your local restaurant. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember Ron's version of that. It was very similar. 
it had a thing in the back, a hopper in the back, and a handle. And a, it had a. These were smaller wheels. The 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 Ronco ones were bigger wheels. Uh, basically, did the same thing. Yeah. So um, you think those guys were buddies? Uh, probably bitter enemies. Really, you'd you think? think? I don't know. Now, oh. here's some of my Ronco stuff. Do you remember the Ronco record vacuum? A record vacuum? The record vacuum, 1978. The Ronco record vacuum uh, was a little misleading because it was uh, actually a suction device. Uh, there was no suction device involved. It, it The guy would walk through the store and he'd talk about getting uh, static off of your records. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, oh, yes, I do remember it. And you will, too, here shortly. The amazing record vacuum by Ronco. The new stereo accessory that protects all your it records. It would set up on edge and yeah. spin. Insert your yeah. record into the record vacuum. Turn it on, and your record rotates automatically, sweeping and vacuuming your records instantly. There's no vacuuming, dude. Loosening deep damaging microdust particles, 33 and a third, 45, 78. Any size fits. It makes a great Christmas gift, and it's only 1088. The perfect Christmas and you don't buy it to use it. Drugs. You buy it to give it away. That's right. Yeah, so there's no vacuum. How could they? That's false advertising. Uh, yeah. By the way, Rocco's uh, record vacuum should not be confused with the Vacorec made by Robbins, which uh, really did vacuum your records. The Vacorec. So the record vacuum just had little brushes that basically yeah. just brushed Yeah, up. I don't know how he got away with saying it vacuumed. Maybe, be, maybe part of a vacuum is the brushes. Maybe it's not all the suction. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Just put a little vacuum on it. Well, how about you? Is there, how much was it? Ten eighty eight. Yeah, mm. you're not gonna get. You're yeah. not gonna buy anything that has suction for ten eighty eight. Yeah, I was watching a uh, uh, an infomercial uh, this morning. It was a uh, the uh, the electric uh, pasta maker, and it was it was a later versions, and he had five of them going at once. And it was loud. He was having to scream over them. Oh, really? But they had, those darn things actually work. A lot of this stuff actually worked. It just was cheesy. Yeah. Like you don't really need them. They were gadgety, gadgety yeah, things. Yeah. Like the uh, egg scrambler, 1978. Is that the one where you stuck the egg on there and it scrambled the egg inside the eggshell? I, yes, while it was still inside uh -huh. the eggshell. It's for you ovophiles who prefer texture and color consistency in their omelets. Um, da, 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 da. I'm not sure which of the two, or even if one of the two made that one, but uh, the Egg Scrambler, 1978. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm looking for uh, how to scramble. Uh, hmm. Well. Uh, videos. You simply need to cover the hole with a piece of scotch tape prior to boiling. Oh yeah, if you wanted to do a, uh, if you want to boil them after you squished them up. Yuck. Yeah, I know. Uh, two more Ronco items. Do you remember the Ronco smokeless ashtray? Mm -hmm. That was a popular one as seen on TV in the 1970s. It worked by sucking dirty air into its filters and trapped the particles inside. I don't think it probably uh, the way that people smoked in the seventies. Oh my god! It, it couldn't have removed much much out of the uh, air. The uh, and they smoked everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you could smoke in hospitals. Yeah, I remember when Jeremy was born. They had, my God, they had ashtrays in the the uh, the, the room, 
Hang on, I guess I'll find one here. One of the product's advertisements featured a family in a car with a father explaining to consumers that the smokeless ashtray allowed his family to breathe fresher, cleaner air. Got it right here. The commercial you're talking about. Hang on. It's queuing up. Ronco. <laughs> Hang on. I'm not inconsiderate. I know my cigarette or cigar smoke irritates my family, and it smells bad, too. That's why I went out and bought Ronco's portable smokeless ashtray. It filters out irritating smoke, allowing my family to breathe cleaner, fresher smelling air. Velcro fastens secures the portable smokeless ashtray to prevent it from moving. This Christmas, show you really care. Give smokeless ashtrays by Ronco. They make fabulous Christmas gifts. Available at these fine stores. Wow, that's three different voices. <laughs> and they all made fabulous Christmas gifts. Yes, they did. Because you don't buy them to use them. You, you buy them to, to give, give them away. So they must have really, really, you know, I know they, they showed these commercials all year long, but it must have been oh, in yeah, heavy they, rotation. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. And I'm almost sure every one of these that I got had to have been a Christmas present, like the bottle cutter and the album. I could see your uncle buying that for you. Well, yeah, or mom, one of the two. Yeah. My last Ronco item is the old Buttoneer. Buttoneer, yep. The Buttoneer. Buttoneer 2 sold for four ninety nine. There you go. I guess there's a Buttoneer 1. Oh, yeah. I don't know what... Yeah, I'm not sure what the Buttoneer 1 was. Uh, but everybody was losing their buttons in the 70s and... You, yeah, what's up with that? Uh, if you didn't have a grandma or a great-grandma to, right there to sew it on, all you had to do was grab your Buttoneer. We could do much more than just, you know... Attach those pesky buttons. Oh, yeah. Well, here, you want to... It could shake and bike. Almost. Hang on. It's 77, 1977. The problem with buttons is they always fall off. Bachelors lose I remember buttons. this like yesterday. Especially loose buttons. Mothers and grandmothers still sew buttons on the old-fashioned way. This Christmas, get them the new automatic button ear 2. <laughs> it attaches any kind of button instantly. Simply load your button ear 2 with these fasteners. Put your button in place, then squeeze. And your button stays on. Button ear two attaches thick buttons, thin buttons, even shank buttons. Even bud also buttons. Use button ear two for making strap and zipper repairs, tacking pant cuffs, fixing fallen hems and ripped seams, attaching appliques and ribbons, decorating toys and dolls, repairing upholstery. And remember, <laughs> if you have a loose button, don't sew it on the old-fashioned way. This Christmas, get the new button ear two. Christmas. It does hundreds of so sewing, the question is and decorating jobs. And at only four ninety nine, it makes a great Christmas gift. Because <laughs> remember, you don't buy it to use it; you buy it to give it away. Yeah, really. Question is, why didn't why didn't shirt manufacturers just buy those and quit sewing the damn buttons on? I don't know. They could have had a factory of Chinese people that just had those. I got a feeling that it last. It looks more like a temporary thing to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I never saw one. Did you ever see one? You know, actually, I think I did. I don't know. I, I never had one or anybody in my family, but I think, yeah, it seems like I might. I don't remember it ever being, seeing it being used or anything. But uh, uh, let me pull up. A, let me pull up a Chop-O-Matic. Chop-O-Matic. Yeah, we, we talked about the Chop-O-Matic, but I didn't get to uh, play a commercial for it. Come on. Where's my predictive text when I want it? Yeah, those were um, growing up in the 70s. Yeah, and, you know, we only had three channels, so uh, 
It wasn't like you could get away from these commercials like now. You know, nowadays, if a commercial comes on, either the DVR deletes it uh-huh. or you can flip to one of 700 other channels. Yeah, you were telling me that your system deletes it automatically for you. Yeah, when you play it back, it'll ask you, do you want to remove the commercials? The greatest kitchen appliance ever made. It's called Shopomatic. The secret of this remarkable machine is every time I tap on the knob, the blades rotate automatically. That's magic. That's what makes Chopomatic so amazing. This is an old commercial. The next time that you bake a cake, this or if you're going to wait, make some homemade early candies, 60s. serve some of those delicious ice cream sundaes, add all the chopped walnuts, pecans, cashews, almonds you wish. It takes only seconds to add that fine richness and flavor to all your desserts. For chopping celery, place your celery under the container a few times. Is that Ron? That might be Ron. That's a young Ron. Really? Listen to it. For those delicious potato pancakes, place your potatoes under the I think it is him. A few times, a few seconds. Probably yeah. is. I think it is. Okay. What else you got over there? Uh, we didn't. We did. I don't think we talked about. Uh-oh. I don't think we talked about. Not on air, anyway. Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, oh. FM radio and testing, testing. <laughs> This one was so cool because we we had just started driving when this came out. Yes, time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. Broadcast Here it is. Over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. Oh, we'll back to you, up later. Professional entertainers use Mr. Microphone for... Yeah, yeah, don't you remember all the big names? Oh, yeah, I remember when Kiss used it one time at a concert. It's practical and great fun for the whole family. And for only $12.88, they really make great Christmas gifts. The perfect Christmas gift at Walgreens, Woolworth, Wilco, Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. (laughs) Okay, real quick, you got any more over there? Are we Uh, we running uh, out of... Did we do the Bedazzler... Uh, did we? I don't think we did. did we th- talk about it before the show or on on air? Because I, w- I didn't remember the Bedazzler being in the seventies, but it would be, it would have been one I would have ignored. I wasn't going to be dazzle anything. Um, I think I remember last night. I couldn't find an old Bedazzler commercial. Uh, they were they were all newer because but no, they came out and they came out in the seventies. Mm, let me see here. If one looks well, play it, man. Play it. Play the funky music, wild boy. If the button would work, Todd ain't got no button. You guys, let us know your favorite infomercial product of all time. Where is it? Where is it at? Buzz at buzzheadmedia.com. I'm Tana from National Television, and I searched all over New York. Okay, now this is a new one. Bedazzler. I couldn't find it then, but boy, oh, I these are newer now. ones. Yeah, oh. newer. She was on The Apprentice. Get your own Bedazzler right now. Yes, Bedazzler and she kind of like re uh, redid the Bedazzler. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay, here's one for you to look up. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Let me get this. Up. Okay, so so the '70s. These infomercials became so big and so famous and so annoying in the 70s <laughs> that somebody 
did a parody of one. Oh, his, na- his name was Dan Aykroyd. Bassomatic. It could be the best infomercial of all time. Oh, without a doubt. Hang Saturday on. Night Live's Bassomatic. Give me a sec. And I don't remember exactly what year they the first year they did the Bassomatic, but uh, first time. 76. 76. I remember the first time seeing it. It was so dang funny. Remove the hook and drop the bass. That's the whole bass into the Super Bassomatic 76. Because it was a now real bass. Yeah, it was just so a blender. Is blended just the way you like it. Uh, that was a short version. Hang on, let me, uh, you me yeah. find a longer version. Nah, that's all right. Just okay. uh, yeah. So anyway, you know, when if they're making fun of it on Saturday Night Live, oh, you're you're in. It's it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, especially in the seventies. So. Oh. Anyway, so there's uh, kind of our our list. I think, uh, I think I think I covered everything. Now there could be some regional infomercial type things out there where like you people in the east or west maybe you oh, guys sure. saw that we didn't see so let us know like our linda soundtrack and Gene yeah. jody and tall paul tall paul yeah all those guys we had all kinds of um yeah yeah <laughs> and, and so we and we've got um we've got a jingle which isn't really an infomercial oh. but um so in the in oklahoma that's when yeah you knew christmas was coming Christmas is coming when you hear the B.C. Clark Jewelers, yeah, jingle. And we're going to play this. It's become so big in Oklahoma that literally most Oklahomans don't consider it Christmas or holiday season until this commercial comes on the TV. And then what they do now is they go to malls in Oklahoma and they stop people in the hallway and people sing the song, and so here's the jingle that's become probably one of the most famous songs in the state of Oklahoma. Lance mentioned it just today. He goes, oh, the B.C. Clark jingle will become pursuing us. I said, you know what? I don't think they do it until, because we haven't heard it yet. No. I don't think, I think they wait till after Thanksgiving. Well, it's some sales are after Christmas, but Clark says, just before, uh, go ahead and. Jewelry. Earworm. If you know, can't fail from BC Clark's anniversary sale. Most sales are after Christmas, but Clark's is just before. Most everything is marked way down. Savings you can't ignore. At Oklahoma's oldest jeweler since 1892. So give the gift you know, can't fail from BC Clark's anniversary sale. Ding, ding, ding. So that yeah, well, so that's when you knew Christmas was coming. The holidays have started. Yes, yes, we just kicked them off. Uh, yeah, wasn't wasn't you know there was a I always uh, remember it and the the Santa sliding on the the razor. Yeah, that was um, Norelco. Norelco. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, can't spell Norelco without Noel or something like that. Or yeah, that, yeah, that was a to me that always takes me back to Christmas. Yeah. Now the BC Clark jingle, it yeah. looks like it was only. Since 1982, really? Or no, 1892. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what year the song came out. Though um, um, I don't know. I could ask Letitia. Well, I'm trying to find it here. She's she's married to she's married to a Clark. Yeah. So is one of the uh, Dent sisters. Oh, really? Um, so anyway, yeah. There's our. You guys, let us know again what regional yeah. jingle. Uh, 1956, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. First, first written and produced in 1956. Yeah. 
so anyway that's uh, that's probably our most uh famous regional, regional commercial at this point absolutely so contact us you guys go to itunes and leave us a review or uh some comments go ahead and please subscribe to the show let us know uh so two things two things uh you guys can send, continue to send in some great ideas and we hopefully will get to all those ideas eventually but if there's a podcast subject or genre oh. or category that you guys <laughs> have been searching for and you just can't find either a podcast on it at all uh-huh. or a good podcast on it, uh. send it to us oh, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or in the comments. And text it. Text it to 580-541-3805 or buzz at Buzzhead Media. If we get like some weird like five people like send in the same idea because we're as some of you may know we've stopped doing those buzz guys podcasts temporarily it's on hiatus um because we were doing it every day which was probably too much uh because it was supposed to be a morning radio show that we were just copying into a podcast so we'd we'd like to start another podcast but we're looking for ideas um to fill some gaps so please let us know if you guys mm. have uh, an idea for uh, That'll be interesting. Another, see what we get. Another podcast. We love doing the '70s Buzz podcast, but it's just not a. It's a really niche, niche-y. and not only is it niche, but it's era driven, and so yeah. millennials aren't as interested. So we're wanting a podcast that's going to reach. We don't. We know we're not ever going to do. It. Nobody wants to do a podcast that reaches everybody, but you still want to maybe have a. Uh, niche that's a little larger than the 70s so yeah so we're looking but uh we're still going to be here uh you guys thanks for checking in we greatly appreciate all your feedback you guys have uh, a great week and i think we might try to tackle thanksgiving next tuesday because it'll be the episode right before thanksgiving and we've never really done a we haven't thanksgiving episode really my Mm -mm. favorite holiday yeah, so we're gonna we'll probably do Thanksgiving on the next episode. So look forward to that, you guys. In between now and then, oh, you know what? Send us there's, some of your favorite Thanksgiving memories, and maybe we'll we'll talk about them on the air. Yeah, there's a little bit of trivia as far as Thanksgiving music. Ooh, we'll have to bring that up. You have to Ooh. tune in next week and see what we're talking about. Tune in next week, and yep. we'll talk about all our favorite, basically our memories of Thanksgivings in the seventies. Pecan pie. Mine was mine was a pretty much repeat. Every Thanksgiving, it was same thing every. But that was okay. That was cool. Oh yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I miss. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- we'll never have those Thanksgivings again. No, no, no. They were good. Good yeah. times. Good times. Okay, you guys, we're gonna get out of here. Cheerleader. See ya. Mm-hmm.